from Destroy the Hairdresser, I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached. All right, so I'm really excited to introduce Dante, one of our friends from the Left Brain Group. Um, he's here. He's in. New- he lives in New York. I think you're a New Yorker originally, you right? You have an accent, so I'm assuming that you're from this eastern coast. <laughs> I am. I, I I've lived more of my life in New York than anywhere else. So at Where this point, from? Philadelphia originally. Okay, cool. So pretty close by. So you're from the north. Yeah, no, an hour or so. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Not, I'm a Northeasterner. When did you come Absolutely. to New York? Is that when you started your career? Or how did that start? I was still in beauty school at the time and uh, decided that I was going to, you know, move to New York and work in New York. Actually, I was assisting at a salon in the Philadelphia area that carried Bumble and Bumble products. I had no idea what Bumble was, but I said one day I was going to go work at Bumble and Bumble. Because that's um, all you had ever heard. That's all I saw or heard. And I just, I came up, um, I got, actually I got a girlfriend in beauty school who (laughs) wanted to move to New York as well. It was like sort of a, you know, I was just working that, I was working the angles there because I knew I wanted to get up here and I needed, um, you know, a roommate. Um, (laughs) And As everybody does, they first go. So we got a we got an apartment actually in Bushwick at the time, but we're talking a very different Bushwick. Um, so it's not this Bushwick that you're sitting it was in right now. Gunfire Bushwick. <laughs> oh, that's it still was here. Okay. Rabid, <laughs> rabid dogs. Just and, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's no guns is better. <laughs> so how did you get into what's this? How did you start with hair? So so well then I. Yeah, so then I got a job at Bumble, like while I was still in beauty school, and she was living up here. So how did I get to beauty school? I was in college. I actually was going to school as just because I was told to, and I had a friend going to hair school. I had a sister who was going to start hair school, and I was just really bored in class one day, and I got up in the middle of the lecture and I decided to drop out of college and <laughs> I, I went to I went to the closest beauty school the next day and I signed up there so that's cool in 24 hours I had switched prayers. switched everything up and uh yeah then I went to beauty school you know met the girl came up here started looking around jobs Bumble was the last place I walked into and as soon as I walked in there I was like, oh, yeah, this is there's this is where I'm going to work. I'm home, and uh, that's it. I, I, you know, I didn't. I guess when you're young, and actually at my best moments, I could say I, I never have an apprehension that like I'm not going to do something or get something. So at that moment, it wasn't a question on whether I was going to get hired or not. I was like, oh, I want to work here, so I'm going to work here. Yeah, and. It so happened that way. It wasn't even a thought that maybe they wouldn't take him. It was no. like, what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, your way into it. And it's, it's a great learning lesson uh, for life because I find that when I have that mentality, it actually manifests itself. So it's... Um, Absolutely. It's so, a lot of certainty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it happened. I ended up getting the job there. And I Did you know there Connie? For 10 years. Well, Connie was the person who hired me of course oh, that's Connie amazing she's is, gonna be on our podcast is she? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I i love connie 
of course she's she was like a mother to me is like a mother to me she's just such a in every aspect of life and business and everything she has just stepped up and been a, a great mentor and you know kind of let you off to spread your wings. help I mean I was a kid when I was up like when I moved up here I mean I, I needed to actually so the girl I moved up here with had <laughs> after a month or two literally had a nervous breakdown in the middle of the night like lost that. her mind <laughs> and I had to like pick up and roll like in the overnight like, and I, <laughs> I mean it was like she was schizophrenic she was oh, like no. there was a danger that I was going to like did you do you attract stabbed. crazy women is that what's happening oh, Women love to kill men. I don't know. <laughs> my grandma was like telling me, "No, you have to get, a, you have to go. If she skip, she could just stab you in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Think you're someone else. We will." Where's your grandmother from? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little Sicilian woman. Yeah, she's like she she's will like, stab I've you. I've stabbed someone before. <laughs> she will kill you in the middle of the night. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> now that you say. <laughs> So what happened after Bumble? Um, so I was there. I mean, God, I was there for 10 years. Um, That's a long time. Yeah. Uh, I was there through the whole transition of Estee Lauder coming in and, you know, losing. Estee Lauder just bought up everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. Was that, was that me choking? G gagging? Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, you know, and, and I just my love for people like Connie and Michael and, you know, then the whole creative team that was there uh, was, you know, it was a transition for me. So to say the least, I mean, you know, it was, it was a little difficult and, you know, finally ended up moving on and went to a, uh, a salon called Ion where they were some Bumble people. So I had like, you know, a little family feel there and I was there for a couple of years and you know, I had some great experiences, started spreading my wings um, in education in different ways because Bumble, I, I taught at Bumble from like day one. I mean, I was an apprentice and we were still doing BBXs. So I was helping out with that and then sitting around. They were a more casual education experience that happened on Sunday evenings. We would come and we had a little presentation Okay. Upstairs on the 56th Street location. X educate. I forget. Some, <laughs> some, was it? Some BBX. Cool. BBX sounds it was fun. just cool. It was, <laughs> it, on Sunday. That's it. I mean, it was really, it was really broad in what you did. Like it didn't say, "Oh, we're coming in doing bobs today," or "Oh, we're coming in and we're just going to do a long layer." Like it, it was like whatever the models came in with. We worked on different things with different people. That's how education, like. Like, no one trains like that, it's which is important. Real you life. Need, you need in-moment training rather than, like, we're all going to create the same thing. Right. And it's going to be Absolutely. our little call of balls walking down the street. <laughs> That's, and, and as much as you want to say, like, oh, this is, you know, it's really about the technique, you know, and we're teaching you a technique, not a haircut. You know, you're teaching, you know, it, it turns out to be a step-by-step -step guide to doing a graduated bob or whatever it is. And it does lose a huge amount of flair that you would get in those days, like with the BBX. So, but then when I was there, when we were putting together the whole program for what became BBU and that was another great learning experience because I got to watch and, you know, even throw feedback in and get to, you know, 
what's the word like you know kick it back and mm-hmm. forth with you know the, the great creatives of the time there that built bbu and discuss things that how are we going to create a class that is for the masses that can be something that's still unique and still has that you know can still offer a technique and skill set rather than a cookie cutter haircut yeah and you know in all the intentions were really there and it to some extent held up but over time it started to become more of a cookie cutter process that happens yeah yet. that's yeah. the Versus, but we were part, you know, we have that experience too with Aveda where we were part of this thing that was so awesome in this moment. And, and so we carried that kind of energy with us, which obviously we created just for the hairdresser. And obviously you took what you learned to create, you know, your platform. So it's, it's those moments that are so important. I it also sounds like you love hair, but it sounds like you really fell in love with education. I did. I mean, it I bounced, we had so many opportunities at that time. I mean, it was like being at Vidal Sassoon in the 60s, straight mm-hmm. up. It was a moment in time that, you know, was is never to be recreated that I'm so grateful looking back. But, you know, as a kid at the time, I didn't really know that there was anything different. You know, I just was like, oh, this is just the way it is. And these opportunities are just you all... You realize you're on the brink of something so awesome. Yeah, they just keep coming at you, you know, and it's like, this is the world that I live in. But, you know, slowly that started to, you know, melt away as people spread out and bumbled, you know, watered down, I guess you can say. Um, it, it. So I got to mingle in with the editorial side of things. I got to work on shoots with, you know, great people like, you know, Stephen Klein and all these amazing hairdressers that we were working with at the time. And do education all the time and, and education was always there, but I really felt that I had, I was more comfortable and had a better, I don't know, better, I, I had just a better feeling about education. I really enjoyed, I, I enjoyed teaching people. I enjoyed the education I got from teaching people because you learn a great deal when you teach people. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You, do, You'll be you learn with, more than like, it's you, like, you're like, okay. You we coach people in business and it like changes our lives. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do with that, but it's, it's <laughs> You start thinking, you start thinking you deeper and then Sarah when you start analyzing you. things, it starts to become like, oh, yes. It's, a, it's almost a spiritual experience. I know Absolutely. it sounds kind of cheesy, it's, but it kind of is. freaking awesome. Once you start teaching in any aspect, whether it's it's technical or business, it is addicting. And I feel like everyone right now, we were talking, Sid and I were talking about this before, that it seems like everyone wants to teach now. And so there's going to be a, this shift in, how, I think, how hair is done. A lot of places are closing down. Garen closed his salon. Mm-hmm. Um, another salon just closed. Another big salon. Wasn't in, it oh, Ted Gibson? Ted, oh, Ted Gibson. Ted Gibson and another one with a G, I think. Um, oh, it was Garen. No, no, a another, different one. Um, it doesn't matter. But they, but they're closing down, and they're actually becoming education platforms. We're gonna see a big shift in the industry. I think, like how we want. It's like we're almost rioting in a very, a it's very. It's gonna be interesting way. too. What kind of education pops up? You know, like. Is it, it going to go old school? Is it going to be something different? Is it going to be bullshit? <clears throat> like, I don't, it's, it's going to be. It's just going to be a lot of that, all of that out there because I think even right now there's a lot of all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. really, you know, I mean, for as great as Instagram is, it, it allows 
Also, just in, just like it allows us to start seeing some of these great people we would have never seen before, it also allows some really shitty people to, you know, promote themselves. Yeah, and then yeah. other shitty people are like, oh, this person's so great. But it's like we shitty have people love shitty but... people. Yeah. It's a love-hate relationship. I, I think Instagram and social media was made for us in our industry, but at the same time... It's, it's really taken care of another level. Absolutely. But it's also been abused. You have to be okay. educated with it. It's like, like being educated on any kind of media platform, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you listen to the news, you got to know, like, who you're listening to and how to take it, you know, so that you don't yeah. become brainwashed. And it's the same thing with social media, mm-hmm. you know? So... Yeah. You, you have to be an educated consumer of social media. And you have your you have an education platform, and you teach cutting. I we teach cutting. We yes. met you at um, Bayou Saint, yeah. Saint Bon yes. in New Orleans, and you went on right before us. And like I remember him and I were just like, damn! Like it was so awesome, and the audience was so engaged, and you had such like a badass aspect of it. But the way you spoke was so. Com- it was like everything around you was so like. Like punk rock, fuck yeah, and then but you're super but like so, level headed. Yeah, and every it was like you could hear a pin drop in that room. Like everybody was just it wasn't, so enthralled in what you. It were wasn't a, a spectacle. It was like you could actually like learn and talk and have a discussion. Well, that's what it's all about. It's you know, it's about learning. It wasn't and the I show, even though it was a show. Yeah. Thank you. I, I so appreciate it because I. That's what I really try to do. I really try to. I I don't want to be up like I hate that hair show thing, yeah. you know? Let's light him on fire and cut him with swords. Oh, fly in. Yeah, let me fly <laughs> in on a wire <laughs> with a chainsaw and t- chop the top of this crop. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Um, and then people but, try that. Well, you know. Or they think that's what success so looks like. back to my upbringing, I, we were never allowed to even have those magazines and stuff in, our, in a salon. We were in our own little bubble, so that was never part of my... Um, repertoire you know mm. i never aspired to that it was about it was about discussing hair teaching hair it was about having you know these engaging and very educated you know well-spoken uh, discussions mm-hmm. while on stage or or just behind the chair with your apprentice mm-hmm. i mean god i'm always like please ask questions like let let's talk about what's going on here in a haircut because it's it, it helps me to also stay fresh. It helps me to like also not just get down to that whole like, oh, let me part it down the center, you know, do the length, do the yeah. miles, do the When you're teaching then, like students students always ask you questions that you're just like Sometimes I don't know the answer. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but we do, but we have to yeah. really think about it and it, it that's what where the education on us happens because I'm like I, I caught myself sometimes being like, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out now. Because Good, and it's beautiful to say that. Mm-hmm. And I would, and then I'd come back to them and be like, this is why you don't do this. Sometimes I, 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 when we were teaching for Aveda, I would do something, and they would ask me why I did it, and my answer would be, I have no fucking idea. I have no idea why I did I it. I just felt like way. it was right, and I had intuition. to do it. <laughs> you know, intuition. That's like a great, you know, great goal. So you've been in the industry for a really long time. Yeah, I guess it's uh, like, you know, about 16 years now. I want to know more about your education platform and how, you know, what you offer and what you're teaching and why is it different? Why people would be interested? Well, I think we just started touching upon that. You know, my education style, uh, where I come from, uh, the, 
you know, I, I definitely have an expertise with the razor. Um, and I know that's a scary word to some people, but I'd love to talk about it. And, you know, <laughs> and I think as we've seen also, as we've seen some styles come out now that are a little bit more blunt and things, people are like, oh, it's passe. But the truth is, is I don't, I'm not just a razor guy. Um, I use it in such a, in such a dynamic way that I, and I mix it also a lot with the scissors. So to get a lot of these cuts that you're seeing, like, you know, cuts that have blunt finishes and all, but have a lot of movement to them, it takes, it takes a variety of tools. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can definitely, I definitely bring that to my classes. Uh, my class is a lot about like, you know, training your eye and stuff. So it's not just, you know, I'll hold it like this and pick the hair up here. I also take a very different approach to sectioning and working your way around the head. I mean, my upbringing was, you know, very, a lot based on every little intricate detail of growth direction of, you know, all the different, you know, hairlines and patterns that you see there. Um, so head shapes. So I really take all that into account when I discuss haircuts and discuss, you know, whatever it is that we're teaching. Uh, for instance, we're doing uh, a class this summer called the Summer Sessions. It's a three-part class, and it's from uh, July, August, and September. We have it's three classes. There's a look and learn aspect, and there's also a demo hands-on um, part that you can sign up for. And what we're doing is it's going to be a long, a medium, and a short hair um, over the course of those three classes. We're going to uh, look at long hair differently because I think that's so that's something that I definitely bring to the game is I know people I mean a lot of our clients are long hair clients right mm -hmm. I mean how many people still like want their long hair and keep their long hair and it could be a really boring part of your day or it could be really exciting and you could really look at it differently and really approach long hair and sectioning and change it up i mean just by where you start on a haircut can change up the whole finished outcome right mm -hmm. so i'm going to bring a lot of excitement and, and um a, a fresh look and a fresh eye to long hair uh the medium hair we are doing uh as you saw at bayou blondes i did a whole shag yeah presentation i mean i love the shag. I, I love the shag you know i, I love shag it's great um, but again, now that's a very, you know, something that can be done so creatively in so many different ways. And that razor again, is right at home there. The razor is, <laughs> is, that's a great place for the razor for sure. Adds so much movement. Uh, so we're going to be doing a whole aspect on that. Where whole, is it at? Yes. It is in Long Island. It's going to be in Belmore nice. at De La Mer Salon. Oh uh, uh, yeah, they're great. They're amazing. You know. Love, love the team there. I have had the, um, I've had the luxury of being able to work with them quite a bit now. I, I'm um, doing some like an ongoing education thing over there with them, and they've been amazing. Uh, their owner Esther is just, you know, they soak up education. They yeah, soak they it up. It. They, they're, they're, you know, a very talented group. It's just. You know, and Esther is great at providing that and staying connected doing that. So, so yeah, she's so on top of the game. So <laughs> it's really awesome. And um, we're going to, so they're going to be hosting it. And uh, 
Yeah, and then the third part is going to be short hair oh, right. part. Okay, so that's just the last part. And that is another place I'm just really, really excited about teaching because short hair, it's all about, I mean, first of all, you have to have, you have to have some precision and skill to work mm -hmm. with it, but then it's all about the details. And again, back to the tools, you know, having a variety of tools in your toolbox just offers a lot more. Come on, you got it. And uh, do you do private classes at all, or? Yeah, of course we um we and and my classes we do have a few classes on on the website on the Left Brain Group that um you know are kind of you know give you a little detailed information on on what we can provide, but uh, it can be tailored to to whatever your salon wants or needs. I. I pride myself on being able to do all hair. I mean, that was, again, back to my upbringing, that was the way that we taught. It's like, you're not turning a client away. Hair is hair. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like, oh, I only do straight hair. Oh, I only do curly hair. Like, no. <laughs> I am a specialist in hair, yeah. period. Right. Hair's hair. And I tell my students that all the time. They'd be like, but it's curly. And I'm like, it's still hair. Yeah. <laughs> curly hair, dude, I could... We can have a whole week of classes on curly hair. They yeah. have to do that too. If that's what you want to do. Um, I, I, I mean, again, like you're willing to customize. I can custom, yeah. And so, salon owners out there that are listening, call them up. Yeah, hit them up. Hit them up. Call yeah. Aaron at the Left Brain Group and create your own class. That's right. And you know, one other thing I just want to say quick about what we offer, and it's something that me and Aaron put together that I came up with. Uh, I used to be at one point um, headed up the apprenticeship program at Bumble and for some other salons along the way uh, since you know since then. And I talked talk to Aaron about doing something uh, where we can offer apprentice education programs for salons. So we did it with um, we did it with the salon already. It was it's it's been a huge success. I worked hand in hand with the owner to discuss what their needs are, what their apprentices are like, and you know what she wants to get out of it and how far she's willing to go. And then I spent about six weeks writing a curriculum for the salon that is custom tailored to them and what that's incredible. What they, you know, what they need. And then I am I'm there implementing that actual program, teaching the apprentices and having a uh, one of the members of their team to shadow me and learn the program so that she can then take it over and carry it on for the salon. That's so awesome. um You're hitting it at the the core where it needs help rather than hitting top stylus. Yeah, dealing with like, the cause. You're like, let's let's build it up. That's yeah, it's and, and who I, I don't know anyone else that's doing mm -hmm. that. But um, it, it's, it's been a great experiment that has been, you know, really just, I'm, I'm so happy and impressed with the outcome so far. And we're about halfway through this first, um, this first year with that particular class. And it's, you know, it's just been a great success. So. And if people want to so, reach out to you or follow you on Instagram, how do they do that? At Razor for Hire. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I love that. So they can DM you, they can leave comments, sure. they can ask you questions. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I am, uh, you know, as uh, I'm approachable. What, no matter what you think, I'm approachable. <laughs> I know some people out there. Who, you know, 
they think I'm an asshole, but I'm not an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, tell us more about some of your stories. You told me that you had a little bit of a Playboy history. Of, I love uh, that. We've never had sexy stories. So I'm super excited for this story. Oh, God. A sexy um, story. <laughs> is that what it is? I'm I mean, I don't think, sexy. I don't know, you know. You it's said not, Playboy, it's so it's I was not, like, sexy. Yeah, it's not so. I mean, okay. I don't know if it's sexy, but it's, <laughs> I guess it depends on what you find sexy. <laughs> but it's, um, no, I mean, that. yeah, it's so being, being, you know, in my early 20s, getting on the floor, especially uh, the meatpacking district, we had just opened the doors down there. And it was, I mean, it, you know what the meatpacking district's like now. I, I mean, it was a cooler version of that, with a little bit, you know, still. There wasn't the standard hotel and there wasn't all that. Uh, so it was a great little party spit, you know, spot. And we were young and had no worries and no cares. So, you know, we'd go out and clients were young and they were hot. And, you know, all of us working there were young. <laughs> and we were just so. Um, That's full of youngness. Just <laughs> the sex hormone. and the hormone. Yeah, you know, and I was, I was a single dude for a long time. And, um. Yeah, so one of the, I remember one client, uh, she, you know, she, she, she was amazing. Uh, but after one <laughs> of her hair, I know, you're so in it. <laughs> after one of her haircuts, she, um, she, uh, you know, we're walking her back and she's, you know, stops me and she's like, you know, hey, like, I want you to come into the dressing room with me and, uh. I want you to you know, consult with me on styling <laughs> oh and shaping, you know, how to cut, like, you know, other hair in <gasps> another place on my body. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you agree. <laughs> like, and you were okay. like, okay. I was like, okay, but I was like, no, nah, I can There was a couple other girls that... The dressing room in the salon, correct? Yeah, okay. and, and there was a couple other girls at the time that I was... Um, <laughs> Ratinizing, sleeping with <laughs> at this salon, and it was not, you know, I didn't want to be seen coming out with another, and then have that all that blow up in my face because, you know, <laughs> so I what had happened? Like three girls there, um, I know going this is off on me. Oh well, I didn't. I mean, what happened? I mean, it, it happened outside the salon. <laughs> it still happened. It's I awesome. had a nice little bachelor pad at the time. I remember, so you know, and I didn't wouldn't keep a cape at the house, so if girls wouldn't come over, I'd be do their haircut in the bathroom, but there wouldn't be a cape. Oh, so, so you like, have to be naked. Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's how things started. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, like, that's such a good story. That's such a good story. I love that. I feel like that's one of the disclaimer. That was a long time ago. You were how old then? <laughs> grown up now. He's like that was last I'm year. One woman man. One woman man. Um. I mean, at twenty two, like twenty yeah, twenty three, yeah. like you, I, you know, running, no. running a buck. You're making all this money. You're. Working around all these women. Working like, the coolest place. Yeah. That's know. hilarious. So it was, it was, it was a good time. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, yeah. I, you miss those times? I, I mean, I guess it's, it's like anyone would say, you know, I miss, you know, you miss, uh, you're glad you had them, but it's not like I want to go back to living you my life like that. that because it's, that's not 
cool now at 37. Like, <laughs> you know. No, it'd be very like, sad. He's a mess. It'd be very, very sad. But. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for him. Like, I mean, you'd be almost cliche. But if you were doing the same thing. Well, we actually, get... like, I mean, we know people in this industry that are older and they still they live still like that. They still do that. I'm like, like, I'm like you, you're still dressing the way you did. I'll tell you what, I admire my friends that, you know, that have beautiful families now and like they got they got life. their shit going on and you know i i'm not quite right there but you know i've got that's all it's all right there in, the in my plan do you think it helps you, you 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 probably lived like that before when you were younger and you could probably recognize it in the youth now that it's like coming up you want to smack them around and be like get your head off straight or do you, or do you he, like understand it you're like do it like i, I get well, it actually gotta be honest i think the youth now like I, unfortunately, it's not really even the same. I mean, the world has changed so much. That's true. It wasn't that long ago, but like, you know, with the social media aspect of things, I mean, you gotta remember, you didn't even have, like, it was 16 years ago. It doesn't seem that, like, crazy long. I no, mean, that's it changed wasn't in like, 16 years. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like we were riding around horse and buggies or something, but it was. But we had CDs. We didn't, we didn't we had we CDs. CDs. We didn't have a smartphone, <laughs> yeah. you know, and there wasn't dating apps. We were apps. talking about that the other day, and I was just like, I remember listening to songs because it took so much effort to download them on Napster and put them <laughs> on my iPad, iPod Nano, that I would listen to the same songs over and over and over again. And now I have endless amount with Apple Music. Right. I get bored of a song in like a day. I'm like, ugh, over it. Where yeah. like it's just it's like that with everything now, with yeah. social media and technology. we have it on our fingertips. I the best quote I just saw on a window in Soho, right down where I work, is that social media is making us less social. Mm-hmm. And I so wanted to post it, which was, <laughs> which is, yeah, it's like the guy that does the, <laughs> like the internet is killing us all. Take a picture of that. <laughs> there's, there's a guy that does like a rap online about how social media is doing that. And it's like, but you can't watch it unless you're online. Oh, so I know. It's yeah, the irony of it all. And I think it's about getting people to, if we can start using, it's not that, it's about using the power for good, you know, like. It's not about getting rid of it. I think that's where people have a, you know, I, I'm kind of, I kind of fell into that. Like I got rid of Facebook after the election because I was so upset and I couldn't yeah. read any, I couldn't yeah, deal with it. People just vomit all over. And it's like, you know, which, which way is the best way? Like getting rid of social media, be like, oh, we're not, I'm not using it or being like, I have to learn I'm how to you, use this properly. Edu- you know, to be educated on on how to use and take in media. I just took a, a media course at Hunter College, actually. I, uh, I decided to complete what I was incomplete and go back and take some part-time That's classes. Cool. So, uh, one, you know, and I want to do things that are pertinent to my business as a hairdresser. So I took um, a media course and it was the, the professor on the first day, you know, that just explained, he's like, I, you know, we want to educate you on how to experience the media because you need, uh, oh, and there's a term for it, but regardless, you need to like know how to, in this day and age, not only how to take in media and, and how to, you know, decipher it depending on who you listen to and all, but also now how to put out your own media because okay. we are all. Uh, you know, a Facebook page and Instagram page is now all a source of, of, you know, of media, maybe on a smaller scale, you know, if you have million, but think about it, there's people that have 
millions and millions and millions of followers. That's more than, you know, the subscribers to the New York Times. Yeah. The president whatever, has right? less than Kim Kardashian. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the one right now, who cares? But, like, before... But, you know, there's a great... There's a guy who actually... People watch him play video games or something. I didn't even know it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Kids watch that. Oh, they my watch God. him play video games or open toys. His views on a video are, like, astronomically higher than the amount of people that watch the Super Bowl. Okay, oh so you got to think about media now in such a different way. It's really mind blowing, and it's also and I think it's about change. Like if you want to change media, you almost have, which is media is the effect. I think we're getting a little deep here, but media is the <laughs> effect of what we want to consume. So if you want to change media, you almost have to change the consumer and like what we want. Where if we want to watch someone play video games, there's going to be someone to do it. Yeah, you know, like fortunately. Yeah, you know, I don't know what that says for the future of our... Well, it's scary. It's the same world. reason, like, you know, same with drugs. Like, do you get rid of the drug dealer, or do you just change the person that wants to do them? Or just make them legal, actually. Or <laughs> make it legal. I mean, there's a strong argument for that, because... There's this movie called Idiocracy. Have you seen it? Yes. And I feel like we are slowly creeping into that. It's ab- yeah. And, like, this guy comes from the past, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. They're like, aren't, so, they like, aren't they watering pants so, with, like, Gatorade? Yeah, there's, there's like, no, no water, water anymore. They're, and they're just watching shows with guys farting and panting, and they're like, pants. Yeah. Like, they only speak they in like, one word. Like, they've dumbed down. So he comes from the past, and he's like, it's um, genius. Luke Wilson, yes, right? Yes, yes, And he comes from the past, and he's like, so smart. And he was, like, a average guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God. He, like, knows how to make ice, and they're like, he knows how to make ice. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Everything's robots and computers. Well, that should lead this. Is, this conversation should kind of lead us into what you, what do you dislike about the industry? Because I'm sure there's a connection. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, very interesting um, question. Without sitting here bitching, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, one of the things that I could definitely say, superficialness is, you know, it's kind of. I, I find runs rampant in the in the industry, but you know one good thing social media has allowed us to, you know, see great people from places that we would have never seen them before, and um, hope you know hopefully it weeds out that um, you know people who are just superficial or they got like I'm cool, they're not really great at their craft that get all this you know publicity and clientele and things like that i mean that's unfortunate no no it's a it's unfortunate so i I don't love the superficialness that goes on um and another thing more i guess you could say technical is i i see i came up in a departmentalized uh environment and i see sort of a shift coming on where thing you know people are become more independent they want to do everything and I think it's taken a toll on the expertise of, you know, of just cutting or just coloring hair. I I don't think that we're um, seeing as good of a service coming from place, you know, from people that are doing everything. And as far, I think there's a few downsides to it. Um, as far as working in a space like that, uh, or if you're a new player on the floor and you're doing one thing, it's really hard to build a clientele with, you know, if you're just a cutter and being able to team up with a colorist and share clients and build together, it takes away a huge 
piece of camaraderie and it makes people isolationist. And uh, as far as, as far as like when you even take it down to the, you know, obviously I don't think the service is quite as good. I mean, I spent three years apprenticing as a hair cutter. I didn't, you know, have time to do another three years as learning color. So, you know, I definitely got way more into the details of every little thing that has to do with cutting hair. But for the apprentices, you know, I, I, I just started recently noticing that apprentices don't get to spend time from the beginning to the end of a haircut with somebody or a color or whatever, because they're assisting somebody that does both. And the stylists themselves don't really get to put, I, I feel like don't get to put the full attention into the entire service because they got a color processing while they're trying to do a haircut. And then the apprentice is running off in the middle of a haircut to go do a wash or check a color. And, and there's no so much education. So much. Like I stood behind, you know, fantastic stylists and just watched them from beginning to end. And, you know, part of my education was monkey see, monkey do. And thankfully, I didn't have to even wash hair back in those days. Mm-hmm. We, we only styled and blow-dry clients as assistants because we had hair-washing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, even, uh-huh. that was <laughs> even better. Yeah, that was super decadent. Really <laughs> awesome. Back. Um, <laughs> the those women, though, they had, they had their own little clientele. Like yeah. People went to <laughs> I want to wash my hair. <laughs> yeah. But, the, you know, back to the apprentices, they... I, I don't think that they're, I think they're getting cheated out of um, an education in, in that situation where, you know, if you could just spend time with just a cutter or, you know, assist two or three cutters or, or colorists and just focus on that all, all day long, I, I just see the education coming out better. I see the focus being better. And, you know, that's, you know, that's, just, that's my opinion. That's my observation. And I just hope that, you know, we, as, as cool as, you know, this whole independent chair rental, giving people freedom is, I think there's just a downside to it. And I really do um, agree with, you know, departmentalization and camaraderie and teamwork because it just makes, it just makes, it's better for everybody. It makes, it breeds creativity and it, it breeds a team building you and know, I like fireways and I, I feel too. more I like a professional when I'm yeah. and I want to cut color. <laughs> and I, I want you to just do. color like yes. when we work we work together and I give my my cuts to him and and he gives his colors to me and we've worked we've we've made it be that and I'm so happy <laughs> what do you love about the industry to end it on a positive <clears throat> um you know I love I love what I get to see now from some from some uh, hairdressers all over the world and especially in places that we would have otherwise been like knocking on as being podunk because <laughs> I mean North Dakota. And you it's you, I remember a time where we were getting where um one of our creative directors, Raymond McLaren, was doing a demo for us. We were apprentices and this model came in and she was um you know, had a cool haircut, whatever. I mean, I don't, you know, he was doing the consultation and, you know, where'd you get your haircut? And she was like, I don't know, someplace out in Queens. And he was like, 
See, kids, he's like, there's somebody out in Queens who's kicking your ass right now. <laughs> and, you know, because we thought we're so cool being in Manhattan. But, like, having this now opportunity to see okay, there's, like, some really, like, awesome people that are putting some awesome things up. Do you and follow anyone that, that, like, is great but they're not, like, known on Instagram? Um, probably. I... Honestly, at this point, I don't really look so much at the of names. Who it is. Just sort like, of like, sure. I, have a, I have a feed coming, and yeah. I, I don't really pay attention to all the names and stuff. But yeah, I you know definitely know they're not new, you know people that are in our environment here. Yeah, and uh, so it, it's inspiring because then it's now you know it gives me some ideas. You know, art. Um, I don't forget the saying, but you know sometimes you know getting ideas from people are copying it's yeah like a, I steal like an artist everything yeah, is a copy, steal copy like an copy, artist copy. so yeah, nothing's I, I get some great inspiration for some new ideas and approach things differently because I'm seeing the way things are mm -hmm. being done from uh people that don't come from my same kind of background I have an obsession with Sean McGrath he was mm -hmm. one of our first interviews but I found him on social media and he's he a wig he does wigs on the podcast he does wigs, and, like, I don't do wigs. I mean, I could style wigs, but he creates wigs out of, like, paper, paper clips and, and moss. Like, oh, wow. He's incredible. And it's, it, but like you're saying, like, when you see that, even though I don't do that, it, like, changes my perception of what I can do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important. He's, I would, he's in Australia. I would never that's, have seen him. There's some great hairdressers in Australia, yeah. you know, and, and great products that are coming out of Australia, too. I mean... It's just, I guess, a great country. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. And, then, you know, and again, now we're being able to be exposed to that, you know, whereas before it was, you know, kind of more like a little bubble that yeah. we were in. Cool. So that's been great. And, uh, and, and also, I, I think we're starting, we're seeing a resurgence of rock and roll. We're seeing a resurgence of like people cutting their hair. I mean, I could tell you right now, like rock and roll is coming back, like from you know You're this a great band. This great band just got signed by my buddy. Has a my buddy is a, is a huge influencer. He's in music. He's he was you know a big player um, in the record business, and he just signed a band, Greta Van Fleet. That you know, and I've been bugging him for years. Like Jay, come on, start you know, sign sign rock and roll. Like bring it back, bring it back. And it's starting to happen now. We were just talking about it recently. So that's cool. um, I love that. And and that I think that's going to go along with the style because you're seeing people who are willing to cut their hair off now, who are willing to, you know, do the, do the bobs, the shags, the short hair, whatever. And that's a lot more exciting as a hairdresser to be able Absolutely. to deal with that. So um, keep that going. So everybody <laughs> out there, you know, don't be afraid. Chop some hair. <laughs> And if it. you need some help learning how to chop it or taking a different direction, <laughs> give me a call. Razor, at Razor for Hire. At Razor for Hire. Or check out theleftbraingroup.com. Yeah, yeah, please. And we have a code for them. Yes. It's going to be Dante Bleached. And you can go to theleftbraingroup.com and uh, search for Dante. And email Aaron. Use the code. And what are you giving them? We're going to give you 15% off if you want something that's unique and you know, a day or two days or whatever you want for your own salon. I travel, not afraid to fly. <laughs> so, well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. We'll probably have so you again in the future. Oh, Actually, this is great. <laughs> so All right, awesome. perfect. Bye, guys. Bye.
Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.